channel of SB Answers as your host, SB Answers. As your host, never get educated, never getting through life with awesome and mental health with my lived experiences to give you a few tips and advice along the way as well as taking you all on a journey. So if you're interested in any of these and more, feel free to take the time to subscribe or follow me on the following social medias listed below of this podcast. So as a disclaimer as well, there's a few that I would like to point out Number one is, for some of this, this will be based on my lived experiences, so take it from a grain of salt for some tips and advice that might come with this as well. So if you see any signs or symptoms that may persist, see a doctor or medical professional team, or else just seek out for second opinion with your medical team. Also in saying this, number two is, just because I'm an autistic, don't worry about assume that you've met just one autistic in the flesh and blood like myself via through person to person, channel or there is a voice behind the mic because every autistic is the same every autistic will be on a different range of the spectrum as i go along sharing you with the podcast of the topics the terms i'll be using like speeches and autism will likely to interchange a bit throughout the series and i don't want to offend anyone this will go for the terminologies of people with autism person with autism this again will depend on the person who has autism of the actual how they want to be addressed as an autistic or a person with autism so be respectable when you do meet an autistic hearsay because obviously at the end of the day we don't want to like I said offend anyone and in saying this that of this offence we should be able to just remove our mentality and just be respectable of others opinions beliefs and what have you because at the end of the day everyone's different ask an autistic first before maybe addressing them as an autistic person or what have you just get to know them as a person as a whole behind the autism as well as removing that kind of wishful thinking. I'm not a medical doctor, I'm just your normal Joe blog sharing my loved experiences with Asperger's syndrome, Asperger's in short, and that some things I may share, how I cope on the daily may or may not work for you and what may or may not work for you will not work for me or vice versa. And this that if there's any signs and symptoms that presents to the cases of what I share of these everyday topics of mental health and autism do seek professional advice and second opinion as well as also just in saying that that I don't wish to see any harm in the making. At least hopefully it's just to live heads up is that some of the information that I may gather as well as also just research with some of the information today and in the past and future will be limited based on the New Zealand websites that I've been researching on so I'll be taking it from certain other sources via through the Australian, American, UK sites to gain a better understanding through some of these everyday topics. So you've researched autism through and through, through the internet, through the book, through online community groups, articles, books and so much more. While all the more you have discussed it with your family and friends, set up, you have set up an appointment for a specialist. Are you sure that you've got the right information beforehand though of your research and diagnosis or what have you based on the signs that you may think you have autism? How long have you been suspectable of knowing if you or someone you know of that has autism? The last question you may be thinking and asking yourself is what do I do? You know, how do I feel? you know and all the rest of it this video guide of what i'm about to share with you today basically will help you prepare so that you can present an accurate and clear picture of what or where you are on the spectrum i can as you know i'm back in the flesh 
My name is Aspie Answers for those of you who are new and I do mental health videos as well as autism videos advocating, educating you all about autism and mental health as well as taking you all on a journey with my life through the eyes of an autistic adult with the experiences along with tips and advice along the way as well as fun and games. So if you have any more of these feel free to smash that subscribe button on the bottom right hand corner of the screen so you can keep up to date. As I said I usually post three days a week or even weekly Monday to Friday but that may subject change due to some ongoing projects which I'm going to share hopefully in one of my live videos updates or what have you of what I've been up to. So you may be wondering right now while I'm doing all these is this video article is going to be all about getting ready for an autistic assessment or diagnosis. You say and in, in saying this basically yes it is very hard for many of us when we do tend to have you know those many questions running through our head day in day out what is it you know the signs what are the signs and what have you but is, take it from a grain of salt from my experience and that that you shouldn't have to just truly rely on just the Dr. Google. You should be hopefully branching out and actually reaching out to the autistic community if need be or your family or friends or whoever it may be to just seek out the right you know information and what have you because as we know sometimes some information can be mis misleading at any given moment of time so it's based on being careful what we research here I want to give out so this one as I said is going to be how to be ready for an autistic assessment or diagnosis so let's begin this even though it's a step-by-step -step guide hopefully you'll enjoy this so the very first method you'll be needing to know is before the assessment so number one is learn more about the signs of autism again i can't stress this enough is to be sure you do your thorough research and readings based on autism be it online or just like again going through the autism groups or asking an autistic group or what have you at whatever it may be also in saying this though is read the official dsm5 criteria for yourself if need be but also criterions that are written by autistic people i have clearly mentioned a few series on the dsm5 which i'll link in the i card above me and in the description box below me so that you can gain a better understanding of what i'm sharing here but also consider consulting and again as i said autistic bloggers bloggers or what have you or writers you know who can provide a picture of autism in their own daily life so that you can just maybe walk in their shoes for for a time and actually come to an understanding somewhere amongst it this will hopefully help you to write down a general list for you to remember you will be asked questions about things that are related to those criterions in the dsm5 so therefore basically maybe prepare a list beforehand of questions that you want to ask and this will hopefully help you to expect the unexpected if it is autism or something else because as i said before many times before autism can correlate to other diagnoses be it ADHD, ADD and some other conditions that are on that spectrum of the umbrella that I've mentioned. Number two, if you've got the list with you, go through the list and think of the anecdotes in your life that is related into these criteriums because as I said before in this DSM-5 there are about at least three or four criteriums that you have to meet or even more so since now it has been updated just recently there is more than just four on that criterion to actually meet that you have autism. Um, the psychologist that you may be visiting or a doctor, whoever you may decide to, you know, visit at that time may ask you a few seri you know, serious questions or just maybe ask you to tell you some brief stories to prove that the criteria that is in the DSM-5 is applied to you. But again, remember every person is different when it comes down to this diagnosis. However, it will vary from person to person. And I did mention also in saying this, there's different levels 
of autism which is the three levels which again i'll link in the i card above me and in the description box below me so you can gain understand this may will help you if you had an example on hand basically to discuss this with the psychiatrist team or whoever of the diagnostic team that is actually qualified for diagnosing autism basically um, rather than becoming flustered and confused by a sudden question that may be thrown at you by the psychologist or whoever that is actually at this point of time giving you a diagnosis if it is autism or not an example story for stereotype maybe you could say I recently saw a video of myself on my 18th birthday when people surprised me with the birthday cake everyone else was standing still while I was rocking and swaying I stuck out like a sore thumb. I learned about stimming and realized maybe I wasn't strange after all. As I said before, also just to clarify that there has been some stimming playlists I've made also for anyone that is interested. Again, that will be in the archive and in the description box below me so you can gain a better understanding. So number three on this one is write down anecdotes or observation about your life if you'd like. While you won't be able to predict every question that is thrown at you by the psychologist or whoever that is going to do the diagnosis for you it may help it to prepare some scripted questions or responses shall i say if you have a hard time speaking spontaneously since the psychologist or whoever it may be that is giving you that diagnosis is going to do that sort of criterion because they should be in that field of expertise of autism should be able to be patient with your special needs regardless what it may be of your accommodation be it if you need something quieter for yourself like for example as noise cancelling headphones or if you need something for the sake of your sensitivity to you know sight as well maybe example again sunglasses but in bearing in mind though as i said before every autistic would be different in the way of their sensory needs because obviously every autistic be it i hate using these terms again for the listeners and viewers versus on the spectrum of high functioning versus low functioning so to speak even though we don't like those terminologies but i think i've mentioned about why these functioning labels ain't acceptable or something but i'll find it and if i have i'll link it in the icard or in the description box below me to explain to the why you know the problem of these functioning labels especially um also basically and saying this based on this it's not uncommon for an autistic person to have trouble responding to everyday questions that may be thrown at them and the psychologist basically or dot dot or whoever it may be in that field should be able to understand this from you um if necessary it's not like a disingenuous to write down your thoughts in fact it's very helpful because the responses come from a time period when you can collect your thoughts at your own leisure because obviously a tip and advice especially for people maybe in that field that is you know, diagnosing autism or just any diagnosis for that matter give the patient time to actually get their thoughts processes after maybe if they're about to receive the diagnosis or not or just what they're feeling at that given moment of time because obviously you're meeting them properly for the first time be in their shoes and be patient and understanding obviously and hopefully and saying this give again as i said before just give them time to process these thought patterns as well as to maybe ask you these series of questions sort of thing don't rush them and then just 
get them both out the door without the actual answers they're probably looking for. Um, just remember if any one of you that may have severe speaking troubles you can bring maybe someone in to speak on your behalf maybe or you can bring some pre-written questions or responses to the assessment of this diagnosis time period with you. Number four is take some online autism assessment. There are quite a few out there obviously of different assessments online these days that you can test yourself based on if you have the diagnosis or not of autism. Yet again this can be a tough time, tough one I should say as shared that there are many different types of autism diagnosis or just different autism now under that spectrum of the umbrella of the diagnosis as I mentioned before the different types of autism which again I'll link it in the icon and in the description box below me. Um, while it's not official however there will be a time that you should be able to help yourself to actually identify these autistic traits and characteristics characteristic language maybe approximately maybe where you are on the spectrum in itself these include the RAADS are the AQ the short autism screening and other tests that are available online or just available when you are visiting the psychologist saying they should have it on there. Don't just share your results, print out the results or questions and mark your responses on paper too so that you can actually maybe re-evaluate it yourself before you maybe go into the you know clinic, discuss it with the team. This could be a lot more meaningful to the specialist that is about to give you that you know diagnosis because they can see why you might be an autistic. Now, number five is deal with your fears and difficult feelings. As we know, basically, many people may feel nervous or anxious before an autism evaluation or diagnosis. That's just normal, obviously, hopefully, and saying this when it comes down to it, based on this with the fears or difficult feelings we're feeling, hopefully the, again, specialist team will be understanding and actually be in our shoes, obviously, and hopefully be reassuring to us and whatnot. Um, yes, it can be really scary or nerve-wracking or some mix of feelings and emotions. I have shared about my diagnosis story, which I'll gain a link in the iCard or the description box below me. But in saying this though, even people who have very obvious signs of autism may fear that nobody will take them seriously. It's, this comes of a surprise also from what I found out also for many people that has autism and many other diagnoses too especially people on the mental health spectrum versus maybe just off the spectrum of autism and mental health that they do feel that you know not many people will take them seriously especially the medical team and they have they fear that they'll be judged or you know disrespected or disregarded of what they've been sharing with the team of specialists saying how they're feeling, the signs and symptoms maybe they're feeling and whatnot, which obviously common fears may include things like, you know, of certain thoughts. What if people saying I'm just faking it just for attention? What if nobody believes me when I talk about my everyday struggles? What if people view me differently if I do get diagnosed with autism or just any kind of condition whatsoever? What if people laugh or criticize me? What if my family refuses to accept the results? These things do obviously come into the forefront for many of us when we do try and get before the diagnosis. Many questions rolling through our head, what's going on and what have you. Number six is take good care of yourself. As we know basically, the number one priority is ourselves. Trying to take care for ourselves. Sometimes it's okay to say no once in a while if we're amongst people and we're trying to socialize or even in saying this, sometimes we should be able to indulge in a very special interest. As we know for many of us autistics, we have a special interest at Hambeard. Some of it will be listening to music, maybe some of us watching anime. Some of us may just, you know, 
be good at writing music or just writing in general or what have you maybe another thing is for taking time out for ourselves for taking good care of ourselves is maybe spending some alone time with a close friend of ours if we've got a friend that we trust or what have you or even we can just spend time quality time with our beloved fur babies of our pet that we love so as we know will help us to relax ourselves before the conversation talk to a trusted loved one about your fears if needed so that hopefully it can be resolved quick smart so then you can take that next step of again seeking out that diagnosis when necessary seven choose and choose comfort items appropriately as we know basically as i said before many autistics basically are really sensitive about certain things of their five classic senses and many people i have noticed all to this day maybe i could be wrong may feel that they're being picky or what have you but no our needs are different maybe to your needs however so we need to counterbalance and actually learn okay they're not being fussy eaters they may be just allergic to maybe certain foods maybe or another classic example for foods is that sometimes i've noticed with some autistics i'll just choose certain foods that doesn't want to be touched on their plate they want it separated a little bit off their plate serving you know so therefore just separate it out somehow for them and what have you um another one is just because that you know that's happening do not forever judge them so again in this one is assume that an autism assessment will take several hours beforehand you know you're getting ready you know and may take up half of your day and what have you as we know this will be taking and fitting out questionnaires maybe as well as maybe you're thinking you should be able to wear comfortable clothes and what have you and bring any comfort items or self-coming tools that you would like because as we know some autistics will need some self-coming tools like some chill boy toys or something that you know is calming for them like i don't know something that's soft for them maybe or a comfort toy if you're prone to anxiety especially um, be sure to bring these items that will help you self-soothe you know dress for the weather if certain weather is you know unbearable or intolerable or whatever it may be if it's hot out there maybe bring a light sweater anyway maybe in case the building is air conditioned maybe if it's okay if you look weird maybe you know to put a lightweight jumper on top of your hearsay just do anything that feels the need for you to actually feel comfortable in your own skin the specialist then will you be used to you know autistic people or should be and it's okay to show your quirks now method two is during and after the assessment number one is talk to the psychologist about any fears that you may have let's be real and honest here this can be the first step basically as well as having maybe a wide range of emotions and feelings welled up inside of us during this time period right of our diagnosis or getting prepared for this diagnosis with our specialist team for some of us that goes for the specialist also for the first time if you can be new it can be nerve-wracking yet at the same time a whole new ball game for us and maybe a whole relief package for us and weight off our shoulders if you feel nervous it's okay to say so to your you know specialist team when you're with the specialist this is the time for you to be open and honest and real to them and it can help to talk about maybe any worries about the diagnosis process while you know during that time when you did the series of questions or on that questionnaire or if you did have those series of questions yourself to ask them straight away 
it's okay to feel so or say so that you're nervous or whatever or if they can pick up the body language themselves they should be able to see that you're nervous or what have you when you're with a specialist again as i said it's important to do so to be honest um here's some examples you could say to them you know my mom refuses to believe that anything is different with me and i'm worried that if you say i'm autistic or something similar then she won't believe you all my life I have had people tell me that I am so sensitive and I overreact to everything in my path. When I learned about autism, I realized that maybe I wasn't a bad person after all. But I'm really scared that people will dismiss me or judge me that I'm overreacting as always. Will you promise to listen to me and take me seriously while I'm discussing this? Number two, if you can, be yourself here it's okay to stim hopefully in that private clinic when they are diagnosing bit you know your stimming such as your rocking your swaying your flapping of your hands or your clicking of the tongue or whatever it may be you can dress how you like and act the way you like don't let others tell you what they should be, do what you should do how you should act think speak and what have you or wear your clothes obviously as I mentioned this is like a form of ableism obviously like certain people will tell you what, how you should be thinking acting and all that be yourself obviously is the key here as I said can't stress it enough I've shared about ableism somewhere in amongst my series which will be in the iCard and in the description box below me if you want to find out more to what I'm sharing here obviously it's pretty much common about ableism and ableist to this day Okay, as we know, as there's only one you in this world and that obviously in this world of ours basically that is different, we can be different and obviously show people of our differences and what have you, basically. And that we are special and unique with some really great gifts and talents. Don't forever think that you don't because you do. We are born to be different and there's no sign of perfection in us or any of us for that matter, I believe. And we are still humans, we make mistakes and we should be able to express ourselves freely no matter what and how we feel at that given moment of time. Number three, avoid hiding the parts of you that doesn't match up to autism. Many autistic people I have come to know and bet the teens and adults especially has to learn to adapt in their surroundings and everything as I shared about masking which obviously to me masking can be really difficult and in saying this you know masking shouldn't have to be happening it's detrimental to our mental health and i have shared twice about this about masking which i'm hoping to continue more in the masking series later but if you want to find out more it's in the icard and the description box below um as i'm saying basically many of us have to learn to adapt to our surroundings regardless of the you know our masking trying to act all normal and fit into your guys boxes of criteriums or expectations and that we all have different type traits that are stereotypical of non-autistics and they may question us to why we're acting weird and strange maybe such as maybe making hand gestures like i do all the time usually i'm you know using my hands a lot but i'm not at the moment but usually i am or being able to carry a two-sided conversation also different autistic people may experience some signs of autism differently you know in different ways and you don't have to perfectly match the stereotype in order to be autistic let's be clear here it's okay to say no as i said before um i've never experienced that if you have not never experienced a certain part of autism never be ashamed of it obviously also every autistic person is different 
um, and you're still valid, you know. And if you don't check off every item on the list of those criteriums that are in that DSM-5, don't forever feel disheartened about it because obviously, again, person will be different because most of police autistic people won't fit in it number four discuss the, pos the possibility of co-occurring conditions well as i said before this is um, one of my videos that there will be other conditions that will coexist with autism. autistic people may also have anxiety depression epilepsy sensory processing disorders anger issues sleep disorders and so much more of the mental or physical illnesses that is you know tailored to this your psychologist may be able to screen you for these as well or refer you to someone else who can do this for you Number five, be open to an alternative diagnosis. Bear in mind, have an open mind, you know, and of all for what is to come when the specialist is going to give you an alternative diagnosis on top of your autism if it does arise. Try and accept this as best as you can. It, I know it's easy said than done, just thinking, okay, yep, you've got autism with this, this, this. It's okay to just, you know, be upset for a time, maybe whatever the diagnosis it is, be angry or whatever but then again just be accepting of it and actually maybe again be honest and truthful to yourself be not be hard on yourself and take care of you regardless again that's important as again we we can't do everything for others around us um another one is basically in this though sometimes people may mistake the condition like adhd reactive attachment disorder that's no pd or social anxiety for autism or any other you know mental health disorders because again as I said some of the signs and symptoms do correlate as for the specialist team or the specialist that you're dealing with be it the doctor or whoever in that medical field they will talk with you and then they may realize that something is different that may fit you better in that diagnosis there's nothing wrong with you so don't if you mistake something else for autism you haven't heard autistic people in any way you know nor are you quote unquote stupid for not getting it right on your first you know try don't forever be hard on yourself speak up if you are worried that you may be getting misdiagnosed this is a common trend for many autistics and other people off the spectrum especially i've heard about basically we shouldn't be sitting there you know and suffer in silence regardless of that misdiagnosis we should be able to use our voices and what have you if you feel that you're being diagnosed you know and that you're being misdiagnosed don't silence your voice you know, yes, the specialists may get it wrong from time to time. They're humans as well. You know, they make mistakes like all of us. It's just owning up to our mistakes maybe as well. Saying, you know, yes, I've said something wrong or I've done something wrong here. Um, what have you. It takes one person to take the guts to take that first step of admitting that there is a problem or there's something wrong. Um, and saying this also basically, then the specialist should be able to like slow down and talk to you about what they're thinking also and you can ask questions and tell them what's on your mind you know um if you're confused just ask for an example like i don't see how the diagnosis of ADD or adhd would fit me into this diagnostic criteria i'm not hyperactive at all could you explain your way of thinking be assertive if this specialist is rude to you it's like rare but it can happen sometimes for certain you know teams of specialists that will become rude to you but, but it's normal um say i don't feel like you're listening to me or can you please take me serious if you're getting stressed say so say something like this is stressful for me or i need a break 
basically. A good specialist will listen to your needs and will help you to wind down if needed to do so. Seven, asking for you would be eligible for any sort of accommodations. At public schools, higher level of education and workplaces, you may be able to receive some form of accommodation to meet your special needs or specialized needs. The psychologist, however, may be able to write a report recommending these specific accommodations to your employer, your school, or whatever level and stage you're at of your diagnosis. If you're a teen or just a young child of a certain age, your parents should be able to give that report to your maybe school or what have you. Some sorts of accommodations that autistic people tend to receive if they are needed. Maybe they need a note taker for lectures so that hopefully they don't fall behind. But I was one of them. I did talk about ADHD versus autism accommodation needs or something based on my experience in school, what have you. Which again, hopefully I'll link in the icon and in the description box below me. But a few other like examples here you could look at is the ability to take tests in a separate quiet room with or without extra time so obviously again this has happened to me a few times back in polytech obviously they put me into a different room so i can actually do my exam sort of thing this has, i think from memory also this has happened in high school for me as well they notice i need a quieter room another one is if possible they should be able to accept you to have some stimming toys on hand or an exercise ball in the classroom almost all workplaces do encourage these however an access to a disability center eight is Take time to process the results. Yes, after getting the diagnosis, like I said, it can be overwhelming. So give yourself time to cope and adjust to these notes in hand. Recognize that a diagnosis doesn't define who you are and nor does a lack of a diagnosis deny your experience. Recognize that especially, you know, or occasionally with the professionals can be wrong. Hope when they come to diagnosing you or what have you. Again, after all they're still humans, hopefully they can accept and acknowledge that they were at fault and hopefully they can walk you through some other areas of what have you, certain diagnoses. For example, a specialist who works on or with young autistic children might miss more subtle signs of autism in an adult because obviously in adults it can be a bit more difficult and tricky situation to actually diagnose and as again as I said before for diagnosing adults it has always been a problematic area because obviously it, this condition has been solely focused on young babies and children and there's not been much screening and what have you or resources for adults with autism. Last but not least now is nine. Remember that you're a good person no matter what the outcome is of this diagnosis, if it is autism or not. You are still likeable and can make a contribution to the world around you, regardless of your differences of opinion, differences of your quirks and what have you. People should be able to accept you for you. So my tips and advice here and warnings before I end this is my tip is if you think you're being misdiagnosed again talk to the specialized team that you're under or even your family about this you know express how you feel explain why what has happened and why you feel that the result that you got given of that diagnosis doesn't or match up to your own experiences you know one misdiagnosis isn't necessarily the end of the world bear in mind you can obviously ask for a second opinion you're entitled for it the assessment will just rev involve maybe talking and filling out some more questionnaires since there are no known biological markers for now the warnings on this from me as an autistic is avoid searching for information from anti-autism organizations which are clearly shared about 
autism speaks so many times about why autistics don't fully support autism speaks because it's a well-hated organization but if you want to find out more in depth to why i shared this i'll link it in the icon in the description box below me because obviously for one this may contain very negative language you know and spread inaccurate information about autism or what have you this doesn't re not reflect on you however so this quickly ends basically how to get ready for an autistic diagnosis hopefully you like this smash the like comment below for any one of you today that are getting ready for a diagnosis how you're feeling and all that or if you've already been through the diagnosis criteria maybe you can share your stories below of how it began for you so to speak so that we can get this conversation going and all further ado guys thanks for support thanks for watching do what love love what you do also where to find me this again will be listed in the socials but just to tell you right now is facebook is my sb.answers my twitter again will be sbanswers which they're both capital a spotify obviously is sbanswers which is capital a capital a on is my crowdfunding page right now you can find me on patreon.com sbanswers basically and for those of you who don't know what patreon is today for those who are listening that are new i have this set up for funding for future projects like this one of my podcast versus my merch that i've been designing it's like a crowdfunding page or funding page for creators like me or content creators music creators whoever it may be they're seeking out funding to support themselves in a way of maybe say they need extra equipment for their cameras versus maybe their radio equipment if they were doing something similar like i am doing today or covering their rent travel costs what have you and i'm saying this also basically for the merch you'll see me basically maybe wearing it once in a while on my youtube channel as well as maybe you know out and about in public and so and saying this my merch site is spreadshirt.com life hyphen of hyphen and hyphen sb this wraps up everything i want to thank you all for listening right now follow me on the socials that were listed below subscribe share this podcast to friends and family you know if you want to feel free to become a patron patreon to support this youtube project as well as many others that are in the works as of this time feel free to you know donate big or small with me and this journey of it and also my merch obviously will cover the cost for this as well so i'll catch you all again on the other side sb signing out for now and bye also where to find me this again will be listed in the socials but just to tell you right now is facebook is my sb.answers my twitter again will be sbanswers which they're both capital a spotify obviously is sbanswers which is capital a capital a youtube is sbanswers again capital a patreon is my crowdfunding page right now you can find me on patreon.com sbanswers basically and for those of you who don't know what patreon is today for those who are listening that are new i have this set up for funding for future projects like this one of my podcast versus my merch that i've been designing which i'll share more briefly soon about my merch update or even in this podcast right now as i'm addressing this to you guys is that it's like a crowdfunding page or funding page for creators like me or content creators music creators whoever it may be they're seeking out funding to support themselves in a way of maybe say they need extra equipment for their cameras versus maybe their radio equipment if they were doing something similar like i am doing today or 
covering the rent, travel costs, what have you. And I'm saying this also basically for the merch, you'll see me basically maybe wearing it once in a while on my YouTube channel, as well as maybe, you know, out and about in public. And so in saying this, my merch site is spreadshirt.com, life hyphen of hyphen and hyphen SB. And another one you can find me on my social is, is for those who haven't and I like to read instead of watching or what have you as an alternative for you guys is lifeofansbweb.wordpress.com. So this wraps up everything. I want to thank you all for listening right now. Follow me on the socials that were listed below. Subscribe, share this podcast to friends and family. You know, if you want to feel free to become a patron, patreon to support this youtube project as well as many others that is in the works as of this time feel free to you know donate big or small with me and this journey of it and also my merch obviously will cover the cost for this as well so i'll catch you all again on the other side sb signing out for now and bye